0: Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Fam, I'm laughing because I just got done to yelling at my kids right before I hit the record button. So it's just like, it was just so funny how I was just like, hello, hello, hello. I know my kids probably like out there like something wrong with mommy. <laughs> but um, fam, I was in the kitchen, okay, and the Lord is talking, okay, and Yesterday we talked about being unapologetically us. We talked about walking in our authority. We talked about holding our crown up high. We talked about that. And the Lord told me <clears throat> He brought it back into my memory, right? Has your parent ever told you be a leader and not a follower? Yo, that my dad used to say that to me all the time. Be a leader and not a follower. Okay. Be a leader. And like, that's really a banger. Like, not saying you shouldn't follow Christ because, yes, we are followers of Christ. But let's be leaders in this world, not a follower in this world. Like, that rule still apply even in your adult life. Be a leader and not a follower. Okay? Like, don't be don't be conformed to this world. Like, I'm going to always say that to you, sis. And I'm going to always say that to you, bro. Because, like, be be transformed, you know? So, um, we going to go to give me a second. Um, let's go to first, let's go to Proverbs 11. We're starting at verses 14. <clears throat> Like this happened so spur in a moment. I was my kids was hyped because this is a sidebar. But we get to the um to the verse. I my kids was mad hype because we don't ever eat McDonald's because mm, I think that's one of Satan's devices because it'd be mighty funny how like get stomach be on another level after some McDonald's. But you know I felt like a good mommy and plus. She trying, she, 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 she trying to get this body right, but I'm like, okay, maybe one more for the one more (laughs) before she get this body right, you know, so, uh, yeah, so they're like really hype out there. So I just thought I would give you the sidebar while we get there. So we're at Proverbs 11, starting at verse 14. Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is there is safety in having many advisors. Hallelujah. A uh, glory be to God. So family, when you read that, right? It's good to have wise counsel. It's good to have wise leaderships because, um, like there's the word just says it like the nation falls we are a nation we are the body of christ and we need leadership in the body of Christ to be able to move and operate with each other. We have people, we need to have people that says, no, we shall not conform to the world. No, we're we're not going to believe in this Jesus that, that the world p- portrays that it's okay to sin because that's why he died. We have to have people that's going to stand up and be like, no, Jesus died to set you free from sin. He didn't die so you could stay in sin. You get what I'm saying? Like we have to be the type of, to be the body, to be like, we're not going to stand for you to pervert this word we're going to stand up because we know what god has called us to be that's what kind of leaders that we need in the body of christ right and it's and it says there is safety in having many advisors family like if we if we all gather together and we all be in perfect unity you know and we lift the the lord's name up do you know the safety Do you understand? He said, ask and you shall receive. As long as his words remain in you and you remain in him, you can ask for anything and it will be given. If the body just unites together and we take a stand and we like, nah, because we're not conforming to this. The Bible says who the son sets free is truly free. And I'm out in these streets free. Period. That's how we got to be, family. Y'all agree? So then let's go to uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on Let's go to uh John 13, 13 Father, I pray that you increase, Lord I just decrease, Father I plead the blood of Jesus over my brothers and sisters And over myself, Father And that's in Jesus' mighty name So uh, where did I say? I said Luke. <laughs> See, I mean, this is so stubborn a the moment. Like, so spur in the moment. But the word will come forth in the name of Jesus. Let's read. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during this his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon, Iscariot to betray Jesus, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, "Then wash my hands as well. Wash my hands and my head as well, Lord, not just my feet." Jesus replied, "A person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for his feet to be entirely clean, and you disciples are clean, but not all of you." Jesus was woke, okay? He still is woke, but he woke. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is why he what he meant when he said, "Not all of you are clean. This is a sidebar, right? How many of us can stay calm and we know we got a Judas in our circle? You know, how many of us can take the humble road of Christ, even though we know that it's a Judas in our circle? You know, like, c- can can we do that? Can we, can we really like, Jesus was just so calm, like one of y'all not clean? Or how many of us, wants to go right into, oh, you a Judas, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, How many of us is going to do that, you know? Like, let's be real with ourselves. And then, you know, let's strengthen each other. Like, you know, let's talk about it. Like, we don't have to act out like the world. Let's act, let's follow Jesus. Let's follow his leading by the power of God. He says, um do you understand... Uh After their feet, after washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that is what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Ha! Hallelujah. He said, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are no, not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know all these things, God will bless you for doing them in the name of Jesus. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Family, we know love thy neighbor as we love ourselves. We know that we have to allow the Lord to love us well, for us to see his love because he already loves us. But open our eyes and open our hearts to God's love because the word says that we love him because he loved us first. And after we understand the love that, that God has for his children, we are able to love ourselves. And then we're able to love our neighbors as ourselves. You get me, family? Let's strengthen each other. Let's wash each other's feet. Let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about it. So, hold on, family. Hold on, real quick. Okay, family. I was just getting myself together because, listen, your sis is chilling in her bed while she's recording this podcast. So, <laughs> I'm just getting comfortable, okay? But let's go to X2028. Let's go. Okay. So guard yourself and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church, purchased with his own blood, over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Watch, excuse me, watch out. Remember Remember the three years I was with you, my constant watch and care over you night and day and made many tears for you. And now I entrust you to God And the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. You know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who were with me. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Hallelujah. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt and prayed with them. They all cried as they embraced and kissed him goodbye. They were sad most of all because he had said that they would never see him again. Then they escorted him down to the ship. Family, like in the body, right? We need to really be like that. Like if we love him, the Lord said to um was Peter. He asked him, if you love me, feed my sheep. And if you love the Lord, feed his sheep. Feed his flock. Do you know how God, he is so passionate about his children. He is passionate about his flock because that's why he shed his blood. He shed his blood for you, for me, for for you, for you, for you, for you. He shed his blood for all of us. That's how passionate he is about us. So if you love him, you will strengthen and we will encourage each other. You know? Let's not sit there and be like, mm, mm, well. Like like, like like the Pharisees, like the woman caught in the act of adultery. Don't bring them out and embarrass her. Take her, take go in. It's I believe the word, you know what? Because you know we can get on tangents. But the word says, you know, if a if a brother or sister, hold on, let me let me make sure I get this right, family. Hold on. Hold on, fam. Let's go to Matthew 18, verse 15. So let's go there, family. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, correcting another believer. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. Hold on, okay, because I hear the Lord speaking. So, the you see where it says believer? A believer. Really think about a believer. Are people around you believers in the Jesus that you know or in the Jesus that the world knows? Are they a believer in the same Jesus that you know? And then the, the same Jesus that you should know is the Jesus who came and... um. And casted out demons. He came and he set captives free. He came and he released prisoners. That Jesus. The Jesus that died on the cross so you could be set free. That Jesus. Is that the Jesus? Is that the Jesus that, that, that the people around you or you yourself believe in? Okay. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses if the person still refuses to listen take your case to the church then if he or she won't accept the church's decision treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector i tell you the truth whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather as my followers, I am there among them. Hallelujah. Where two or three gather, he is here among us. Hallelujah. Do you understand the power? If the body just unites together, it says that if two or three gather, he is there among them. But if we all take a stand and we profess the truth, And we stand in perfect unity. Hallelujah. The Lord said he is among us. Hallelujah. Who can do anything with our God? Who can do anything with our God? The Bible says a house divided cannot stand. Hallelujah. So we have to be a house that stands. We cannot be a divided house. We need the firm foundation of Christ Jesus. That's what we need. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Who? Okay. But do you see how it says to get one or two of your brother, sisters? And if the person still don't want to listen, then you get the church. And if the church don't want to, if he still don't want to listen to church. Then you treat him like a pagan or tax collector. Ooh, there's another Bible verse. Hold on real quick. Hold on, family. Give me a second. Glory be to God. Okay, family, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I can hardly believe the report about sexual immorality going on among you. Something that even pagans don't do. I am told that a man in your church is living in sin with his stepmother. You are so proud of yourselves, but you should be mourning in sorrow and shame. And you should remove this man from your fellowship Even though I am not with you in person, I am with you in spirit. And as though I were there, I have already passed judgment on this man. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you must call a meeting of the church. I will be present with you in the spirit. And so will the power of our Lord Jesus. Then you must throw this man out and hand him over to Satan so that his sinful nature will be destroyed. And he himself will be saved on the day of the Lord's return hallelujah do you see where he said that kick listen he said you are so proud of yourselves but you should be mourning and sorrow and shame you should remove this man from your fellowship Family, we are not to be sitting here condoning people's sin. Yes, we cannot sit here and be judging one another. But by the power of God, right is right and wrong is wrong, and that's why we need leadership. That's why we need to be putting hands on people. That's why we need to be casting out demons. So these, so so these spirits will lead these people. So these spirits won't be dwelling among us. Okay, and if a person don't want to listen, that's when you. He said it right here in the Word. He said right here he said then you must throw this man out and hand him over to satan so that his sinful nature will be destroyed and he himself will be saved on the day of the lord's return we cannot be sitting here just sitting in the pews or sitting wherever you sit in there and be like oh da-da-da-da-da. no pray for that person pray for that person and then you be like listen right now What you doing? God, not with it. Yes, we all have sin in our life and no sin is greater than the other. But do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be delivered from that sin or do you just want to sit in that sin? Because people have a habit of being like, well, we're all sinners. But yes, Jesus can deliver you from your sins. He said who the son sets free is truly free indeed. Okay. Okay. But don't be sitting here just acting because then you you got people walking into the church, walking into the body, and they see people out here doing things. It it don't look different from the world. That's what it is. People come into church and it don't look no different than what they see in the world. We are called to set the example okay yes I know I know we're not gonna be perfect I know I'm not perfect we was just talking about not being perfect but that's what makes you perfect for the job because as the Lord transforms you into the being he created you to be people will say nothing but the power of God got her to stop got him to stop nothing but the power of God got you off that street corner nothing but the power of God got you off that drug that's what we talking about when I say that the Lord the Lord has said that you're perfect for the job because you're not perfect Because there's nothing but but his power that can change you. That's the Jesus that we believe in, okay? That's the Jesus, okay? That's the Jesus that we talking about. Hold on real quick, family. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, family, let's go to 2 Corinthians 11. And let's go to like, let's just read from the beginning because Paul is the a perfect example right now of the leadership. Okay. It says, I hope you will put up with a little more of my foolishness. Please bear with me for I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one's husband, Christ, but I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever anyone teach you, tells you. Whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach or a different kind of spirit than the one you received or a different kind of gospel than the one you believe. But I do not consider myself inferior in any way to these super apostles who teach such things. I may be unskilled as a speaker, but I'm not lacking in knowledge. Hallelujah. See him walking in his authority and his boldness. He said, but I am not lacking in knowledge. Hallelujah. We have made this clear to you in every possible way. I was wrong when I humbled myself and honored you by preaching God's good news to you without expecting anything in return. I robbed other churches by accepting their contributions so that I could serve you at no cost. And when I was with you and didn't have enough to live on, I did not become a financial burden to anyone for the brothers who came from Mac- Macedonia brought me to brought me all that I needed. I have never been a burden to you and I never will be. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, no one in all of Greece will ever stop me from boasting about this. Why? Because I don't because I don't love you. Why? Because I don't love you. God knows that I do, but I will continue doing what I have always done. This was this will undercut those who are looking for an opportunity to boast that their work. Both to boast that their own, Oh my goodness, I'm sorry family. This will be a undercut. This will <laughs> undercut those who are looking for an opportunity to boast that their work is just like ours. These people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of the righteousness. In the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. Okay, family. And this is where this this, this brings us back to what we were just reading. We are to hold people accountable in the body. If you are not preaching the same Jesus that we know, it's a problem there. So if we will have to take you to, we will first, I'm going to talk to you. And then if, if I can't talk to you, then we're going to get two more of the brothers and sisters to talk to you. If you still don't want to listen, we gonna get the church to talk to you. And if you don't want to listen, we we'll can you over to Satan because Jesus is Jesus. Okay. Jesus is Jesus. And that's it. You're not, you, we cannot allow people. We have to be unified and not allow people to preach this Jesus that the the world wants to portray. We can't keep doing that family. That's why we need unity in the body. Okay. We need unity in the body. We need to be leaders and not followers. We need to stand up and be like, nah, that's not what Jesus meant. We can't be sitting here quiet. Like, oh, but I don't, I can't judge nobody because God's the judge. Exactly. God is the judge. And you know what you do? You go to the word of God and you tell them where the word says that that's not so. That's how you have discernment. Discernment is you can't judge somebody on your own, but it's God himself who is the judge. And we have the word of God. How would we know what is a sin? or was not a sin if we didn't have the word of God. How would we know? So when we take it to our brothers and sisters, it's not that I said it, it's the living God said it. So no, you can't pervert the, the, the word of God. You can't pervert what Jesus did. You're not perverting the cross. I'm going to tell you the truth and the truth will set you free if you allow it. And if you don't allow it, I'm sorry, but we you, you can't come to fellowship until you get this Jesus, the Jesus right. Why are we going to sit there and condone somebody in the body that is, um, that's pervert in Jesus? Why would we do that? Why would we do that? Because a lot of times when you, when you hear humble yourself, it's like, oh, I got to think of myself so low. No, you walk in the authority that God has placed in you. Okay. It, you have authority and you have dominion. Okay. That's what you have. And that's what you walk in. And you know what your authority and your dominion is? Four is to defend Jesus. It's to defend the cross. No, we don't have to sit here and be cussing, fussing, and screaming like the world do. But we can handle ourselves in a mature behavior. There's levels to this, okay? It's levels to this. By the power of God is levels. So, um, <laughs> sorry, family. I mean, cause listen, it's the truth. It's the truth. Is is the truth. Because everybody always say, well, we all sinners, no sin is greater than the other. And that is so true. But it don't make it right that you in sin. It still don't make it right. Yes, we are all sinners, but we are we are saved by Christ. We are transformed by the renewing his blood purchased us for a cost. The Lord has called us to be spotless. Okay? He said he's coming for a bride without a wrinkle or a spot. Okay? So if he said that, let's go to the word. Let's go to the word. Let's go to the word. Hold up, am Ephesians five twenty seven It says he did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Hallelujah. Instead, she would be holy and without fault. So the Lord died for you to be holy and without fault, without a wrinkle or a spot or a blemish. That's what he had died for. Okay? He died to transform you. I understand that there's going to be different things that, that as you, as you get more and more mature, as I get more and more mature in the body of Christ, that these different things, these different sins that, that we might be in, that we don't even know that our sins can fall off of us, but we cannot sit here and be like, well, it's okay to be a sinner. That's the whole point of this message. It's not okay to be a sinner. It's not okay to be in sin. It's not okay for that. That's not what Jesus died for. And I hope that this is coming to you right. And this is not coming to you wrong. Because I'm not saying that, oh, you're wrong because you're a sinner. Your sister's not never going to condemn you because God don't even condemn you. But all I'm saying is, it's not okay for us to be like, okay, well, Jesus died for us to be in sin. Like, no, that's not okay. That's definitely not okay. Okay, family, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> Hold on. Let's go to Mark sixteen, verse seventeen. These okay. Okay, hold on. Let's go. Let's read, start at verse fifteen. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe they will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed, Hallelujah. Jesus said that these shall follow the signs. These these, these signs shall follow the peoples that believe. Do you believe? Ask yourself. Do I believe? Because if Jesus said that you he we will do greater things because he's going to the Father. That means that you believe that Jesus did it. That means that you believe that Jesus did it and you shall do greater. So ask myself, do I believe? Do I believe I can cast out demons? Do I believe that I can speak in new tongues? Do I believe that I can handle stakes with safety? And if I drink anything poisoned, it won't hurt me? Do I believe that? Do I believe it? Ask yourself that, you know? Ask yourself. I ain't sitting here because don't sit there and don't test the Lord because just because it says that if I drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. Now, don't be sitting here thinking that you can go drink some bleach or something because that's not what the good word is saying. The word is saying, you know, if somebody tried to poison you, you, like you don't even worry about it, but don't test them. Okay, let's um uh, Let's keep reading. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming that they said, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. Do you see right here? It says and the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming what they said by many miraculous signs. It says the Lord worked through them. Allow the Lord to work through you in the name of Jesus. Allow him to do it. Allow him to do it, family. You don't have to do this by yourself. You got the Lord working through you and then we got the body. We are one. We, We should be united. We are the body of Christ listen, don't your eyes help your feet? Don't your feet help your eyes? Don't your eyes help your hands? Don't your, your feet help your hands? Don't your heart help your brain? Don't your brain help your heart? That's what we are called to be like. Really sit there and think about how your body operates and that's how we are supposed to operate in the name of Jesus. Like this is like a sidebar, but you ever like Break a finger or something or sprain something or you get something in your eye or your, your tooth hurt. And do you just realize how that one little piece you never realize you use it so much? And that's how we are in the body. We have to understand that, oh, that this thing, this gift might look small or this person might look small or what they're doing might look small. If that part is missing, it the whole body is going to feel it. Do you understand me? Like, do you get that? I know that has happened because I remember I sprained my toe before and I never knew that you needed your big toe as much as you did. And that's what somebody is in the body. Somebody a big toe when we need it. Okay. Let's stop sitting here and being like, oh, we don't need fingernails. Yes, we do need them. Yes, we do. What would your body be if you ain't had no tongue? That's small. You know? What would your body be if you ain't had no eyelashes? You probably constantly had stuff falling in your eyes. I'm just saying. I don't know. Because it might be somebody that don't got eyelashes. But you get what I'm saying? Like, you need these things. In the name of Jesus. So, let's go to Luke. Hold on, family. 22. at verse 24. Then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them In this world, the kings and the great men lord it over their people, yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank. And the leader should be like a servant who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves the one who sits at the table, of course, but not here. For I am among you as one who serves. Hallelujah. Jesus said that he is the one among us that serves. And don't we need him? Don't we need Jesus? We need Jesus to serve us. If Jesus doesn't serve us, how will we live? How will we live if God doesn't serve us? Hallelujah. So if he can take the humble spot, why can't we take the humble spot in the name of Jesus? You have stayed with me in my time of trial. And just as my father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. And you will sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Hallelujah. A glory be to God. I know y'all saying it with me because he is so good because family, we are called to serve one one another. If you feel like you're the greatest, then you have to take the spot of a servant. God humbled himself. He came and humbled himself and became man. Do you understand me? Jesus, they said Jesus is a carpenter. Well, he was a carpenter, you know, when he was down here. I'm not going to say he up in heaven being a carpenter still because I ain't there. But you get what I'm saying? Like Jesus was a carpenter. How humble is that? He could have just—he could have been born into a a, a palace. He could have been fed with a with a um, silver spoon in his mouth. You get what I'm saying? But he didn't do that. He took the humble spot. And if you want to be the greatest, you gotta take the humble spot. Be a servant. Serve one another. We are called to serve each other. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, is there anything else you need me to say, Father? Hallelujah. Let's go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I'm coming to you, Father, and I'm praying that each one of my brothers and sisters, including myself, we take the humble spot as servants to each other, Father, to serve one another, to serve the great purpose that you have set before us, Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that it's just perfect unity in the body, Father. I'm praying that we flow together in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that we preach the truth. We spread the good news. We tell them about the Jesus that is the truth. Hallelujah. We talk about the Jesus that came to set captives free and tell prisoners that they shall be released in the name of Jesus by the power of God. Lord, I'm just praying that each one of my brothers and sisters' eyes are open. Their ears can hear what the Spirit is speaking to them today, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just glorify your name because you are worthy of all the praise. I thank you for your blood, Father. Father, I thank you for buying us for a cost, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I just thank you, Father, because you are so worthy. You are so worthy. I thank you that you say where two or three gather, you are there among us, Father. I thank you, Lord, and I honor your name for that, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that someone today, under the sound of my voice, catches the anointing of God today, in the name of Jesus. Takes the role as a humble servant, Lord, and that's in Jesus' mighty name I pray amen and and father I bind up any enemy that will try to come up against this word with a lying tongue any of satan's devices I suffer them at the root in Jesus mighty name that I pray amen hallelujah hallelujah glory to God family so when I was praying um oh lord bring me that scripture back bring me the scripture back father Okay, that's right there. Hold on, family. Okay, fam, let's go to Luke chapter 4, okay? And um, let's start at verse 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power, for ports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boy At home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written: "The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released." And the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Hallelujah. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scriptures you have just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Hallelujah. Okay, hold on. Okay, so family, reading, just read in that part. I, I encourage you to go read all of Luke chapter four. I encourage you to read um, like all of the word because it's all a vibe. It's all a word. But just that's the Jesus that we should be preaching. We should be preaching that the spirit of the sovereign Lord was upon him. It's upon him for the Lord has anointed him to bring the good news. Jesus is the good news. He, he he to proclaim that he he proclaimed that captives will be released and the blind will see. We are called to show people the power that's in Jesus name. Hallelujah. You go tell the truth. <coughs> go tell the truth. I'm sorry family. <coughs> I'm coughing. But the weapons shall form, but they will not prosper. Okay? The weapons will form, but they shall not prosper. In the name of Jesus. So, as we were saying, family... Go tell them that the oppressed was set free and the time of the Lord's favor has come. That's what Jesus is about. Jesus came to set the captives free and for the Lord's favor to be upon us. You go tell people that truth about Jesus. Go tell them that truth in the name of Jesus. Tell them yes, Jesus loves you, but he hates sin in the name of Jesus. Jesus don't hate you, but he hates sin in the name of Jesus. It's not you. It's the sin hallelujah that he hates in the name of Jesus you go tell somebody that by the power of God and if you don't want to tell him you know what I'm going to say send him this podcast and your sister will tell him wherever sin that you in Jesus hates the sin Jesus loves you he died for you but he hates that sin that you are in in the name of Jesus <coughs> he wants better for you by the power of God hallelujah a glory be to God. Family, I just love y'all. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. The weapons is for me, but they shall not prosper. Uh, I love y'all, okay? But most importantly, Jesus loves you. I will talk to y'all later. Bye.